from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. These students were planning to go to summer school. Yeah, we're worried because summer school starts in a week. (laughs) And um, we haven't really heard what's going to be happening there. We don't want this to happen. We want these kids in school. We want them there, stress-free, rested, ready to go. We don't want to cause undue stress on our families. Uh, Our families in our district have enough to deal with. We work closely together, whether it's Welcome Neighbor, International Institute, the school districts, I think, and all these volunteers. Fortunately, he works, but he works second shift, so he can take them in he the morning. Can do this. Um, if you do have a job and you're not and you're working, you know, eight to five or something, it becomes a lot more difficult. I'm Sarah Fenske. For the last year, a school bus shortage has gripped districts across the U.S. Countless families have fallen victim to canceled bus routes. That's left them scrambling to get their kids to school. Some students simply miss school altogether. That shortage has taken a real toll on St. Louis public school families, and now it's affecting a group of newcomers to the district. Numerous Afghan refugees have been resettled within the city, and now 136 Afghan students are dependent on buses to get their kids to school in St. Louis. That's a critical part of learning English and getting their footing in a new world. But on many days, those buses just don't come. Marzia is 11 years old. Her family immigrated from Afghanistan last year. And in January, she started sixth grade at Nahid Chapman New American Academy, which serves many refugee and immigrant students in the St. Louis Public School District. Science is Marzia's favorite subject. I like school. It's good. But when producer Kayla Drake visited Marzia at home yesterday, she said that getting to school has been a real problem. How many days does the bus not come? Um, Three seven day now school no bus. Was it hard to get to school before your dad had a car? Yeah. Now Kayla Drake learned that buses haven't picked up Marzia or her three younger brothers for four straight days. And even before this week, the family estimates that buses generally miss three out of five weekdays. Marzia said eight other kids from Afghanistan are in her class. She said the bus also doesn't come to her friends' houses sometimes. And joining us now with more on this situation is Sue Scott. She is a volunteer with Welcome Neighbor STL, which has worked to help the nearly 600 Afghan refugees recently resettled here. Sue, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So, Sue, you've been working with an Afghan family, Marzia's family, Mm -hmm. as it gets settled in St. Louis. Can you tell us just a little bit about this family? I can. I mean, they're just like, they're wonderful people. We just feel really honored to be able to to work with them and get to know them. That's a family of 10, um, eight children ranging from 11 down to just six weeks old. Wow. So uh, Marzia, she's she's busy with a lot of brothers and sisters. She is very busy. So she goes to Nahid Chapman. Is that close enough where she and her siblings could walk? No, no. Not an option. No. <laughs> So when did you first become aware that they were having difficulties with these school bus pickups? 
Well, we first started working with this family in January, and it was probably sometime in February. We weren't keeping track at the time, not thinking it was going to be a big problem. And there'd been some snow, you know, days at that point. So we thought it was just related to that. But um, since spring break, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. Okay. So we're getting to the part of the year, frankly, a lot of of districts are starting to wrap up, but this is almost snowballed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what happens um, for this family when the school bus is canceled? Do they have notice that this is going to happen? Yeah. I I mean, I, I do think the school is trying to do the best they can with different tools. It just becomes incredibly difficult for people that are new to the system, new to St. Louis, don't speak a lot of English to understand all of the yeah. the things that are going on. So if a school bus doesn't come, there's an app, they get a notice, they can call for a cab. We tried to help them do that one time, and we couldn't get a cab. <laughs> there just weren't enough cabs they- or... A cab did not come. I think the cab drivers are the same thing as the bus drivers. There's a there's probably a shortage, but yeah. I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Um, there's um, rescue buses, I think they call it, that come out later. Um, we are fortunate enough that um, the women that I volunteer with were retired. We live close enough that we just started taking the kids to school whenever this came up, um, which is not something that a lot of families can do. Yeah. And then eventually we're able to get a car um, and our Dad was able to get a driver's license so he could then pick up. Yeah, so you got a donated car for this family. We did. And And many families have been able to do that. So I should note, um, our producer, Kayla Drake, also spoke to another Welcome Neighbor volunteer. She said that her Afghan family has three teenage girls. They have to miss school when the bus doesn't come. The family has gotten a donated car, but the father, unfortunately, has not been able to pass his driver's test yet. That can be hard when there's a language barrier. It can be very hard when there's a language barrier. There are ways for them to take the written test, but then when they get in the the car to actually drive, they need to be able to understand all the directions. And our, our guy was a driver in Afghanistan. He did, he drives incredibly well. It's yeah. just learning, you know, getting enough language to be able to pass the Oh, test. I can't even imagine how hard that would be just moving state to state every time I've had right. to pass Don't one. you just it's, get nervous every time? Yeah. So I'm so glad that in, in the example of Marzia's family that at this point there is this this fix in place, but it sounds like for a number of families there isn't. And, and as you mentioned, the school year is wrapping up, but this problem is not going away. These, yeah. these students were planning to go to summer school. Yeah, we're worried because summer school starts in a week. And um, we haven't really heard what's going to be happening there. I mean, we're prepared um, along. And our dad, fortunately, he works, but he works second shift. So he can take them in the morning. Um, If you do have a job and you're not and you're working, you know, eight to five or something, it becomes a lot more difficult. And so how important is school to these kids? Uh, I used to work in a school. I feel so strongly about this. These kids love school. They thrive in school, as all kids do. It's just and, – and when you think about what they've been through, um, our family came through Kabul during you, – you all saw what happened there. Um, they haven't – when they got here in August, they actually weren't in school really in school until they started in January. Um, It just took a while to get all that Well, to get to St. Louis, (laughs) first of all, because they were on several um, bases before they got to St. Louis. They got to St. Louis in November. They didn't get enrolled and into school until January. Their kids that got started even later. There's some kids that haven't gotten into school at all. Um, But it's – there's – 
it's hard to say that this week, but it's their safe space. It's a place where there's routine. They see their friends. They see, you know, they're learning English. They're just really thriving. And so for them to miss that, um, and, and we all know during summer it's hard to keep up with everything. So it's important, I think, for them and their well-being to be in summer school. So we talked to St. Louis Public School District spokesman George Sells, and he acknowledged that the missed bus routes are a big problem for the district and certainly not unique to students at Nahid Chapman. We're a district that transports 16,000 kids every day, and this is affecting most of them. So we are terribly sorry for the inconvenience and the trouble that this has caused, but at the same time, it is simply something that first student, our partner who provides buses, uh, has not been able to get enough people hired. And that is not unique to them. I don't want to sound like I'm throwing, you know, throwing them under the bus, so to speak, no pun intended. So the district plans to contract with a new bus company next year to alleviate some of the issues. They're moving from first student to Missouri Central. And spokesman George Sells told our producer this. Change in companies does not change Uh, The fact that there's a a shortage of bus drivers, there's a shortage of workers across just about every field there is. We're short teachers, we're short custodians, we're short security officers. Uh, None of that is going to change because we changed bus companies. I don't think it's fair to expect Missouri Central to come in with some kind of a magic wand and just fix everything. And the school district spokesman, George Sells, added this. We don't want this to happen. We want these kids in school. We want them... They're stress-free, rested, ready to go. We don't want to cause undue stress on our families. Uh, Our families in our district have enough to deal with in life every day without having an added burden put on them, and we do not want to add to that, and we are doing everything we possibly can to see that that burden is lessened. Spokesman George Sells told our producer the district has 267 bus routes. The baseline expectation now is that 40 will not be covered on any given day. And if drivers call out sick, that number goes up. George also acknowledged that some kids will not show up to school without a bus ride. He said the district has seen a drop in attendance this year. Sue Scott, this obviously affects more than just Afghan students. I know you're here to advocate for them, but hearing that... Hearing just how widespread this is, what, what's going through your mind as you hear that? Uh, it, it's just so sad. I, I, school is where kids should be, where they want to be. Um, they get two meals a day there. Yeah. <laughs> they get so much support from their teachers. Um, and I understand nobody wants this to be happening. It's widespread. Um But I just think we need to do better by our kids. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating. Last week, we talked about this big initiative. The St. Louis business community is putting a lot of money into trying to help refugees make a good home here. And it's such a worthy initiative. It's so great to hear them putting money into this. Are you worried, though, that kind of the day-to-day difficulties of life in this city sometimes could cancel out some of these bigger, really cool initiatives just in terms of people being able to build a good life here? Oh, wow. I I certainly hope not. I mean, I think there are so many wonderful things about St. Louis. Um, uh, So certainly I hope that's not the case. But I think it's important that um, we keep 
all these things in mind and, and try to address them and work closely together, whether it's Welcome Neighbor, International Institute, the school districts, I think, and all these volunteers, I think we can do better. Yeah. I, well, I think it's remarkable the way volunteers have stepped up. Do you know, is there a need for more volunteers to do this yes. kind of shuttling? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know all of the numbers because sure. I'm so focused on our own family, but there are families that don't have partners. And I just can't even imagine having started this, um, how how you could navigate some of the things that are so new to you without a partner to help do some of that. So yes, there's an opportunity to partner with a family if you just want to help with driving, um, taking people to doctor's appointments. There is a huge need because they they come with nothing. They don't have a car. They don't have a driver's license. Um, They need a lot of help. uh, And they're just the loveliest people. So if you have the time and the opportunity, please call Welcome Neighbor. (laughs) Yeah, we do want to encourage people if they're feeling led to get involved to try to help deal with this problem. Obviously, the school district is intent on trying to solve this. But in the meantime, (laughs) volunteers are needed and doing such good work. That's welcomeneighborstl.org if you want to get involved in that. Sue Scott, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And Sue is a volunteer with Welcome Neighbor STL. This episode was produced by Kayla Drake with audio engineering by Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.